Welcome to Solar Tech Talk, where we nerd out about solar energy, solar technology, and solar policy. I'm Aaron Bingham, product manager with Baywa RE. And I'm Jason Burnett with technical sales support with Baywa RE as well. So Jason, um, I'm really excited about the episode today because we have one of our newest manufacturing partners uh, joining us. Franklin WH manufactures residential energy storage solutions for the United States market. And our, our frequent listeners may be noticing a trend, right? Trend alert. <laughs> energy storage is a big thing. It's a hot topic right now. We keep focusing on it in Solar Tech Talk. And I, I know a lot of folks understand why, but I thought maybe we could take a minute to turn to that question. Why are we so focused on energy storage lately? What's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think battery storage is, is huge right now, just because it can help fix some of the the critical infrastructures within you know different areas. Whether that's grid resilience, it can also you know benefit the end user as well. Time of use, kind of choosing when we shift that energy back and forth from the grid, and and we can now have power when the sun isn't shining and and our power goes out. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that's really critical, and we'll talk about that a lot today with Franklin. But that idea that batteries are now able to actually do what customers just innately expect them to be capable of doing in an increasing way with different products that are on the market really does change the tone of the conversation. It's it's no longer that same old conversation where you know an installer is having to really work hard to set expectations, set reasonable expectations with residential customers about what their grid tied or PV tied battery system is going to be capable of doing. Another thing that really comes to mind for me when I think about why this, why this conversation keeps coming up and is going to remain a huge trend for the rest of 2023 and beyond is, um, you know, the, the fact that there are economies of scale that we're hitting with the increasing production of batteries for the purposes of EVs and other applications that are just growing hand over fist year over year. Yeah, and that's a, a great, great point, Aaron. And there's also policy-driven adoption, um, like we're seeing with with NEM three. So it's not just we've we've already seen homeowners kind of shifting to battery storage and kind of owning their own power, um, but we're also seeing policy that's driving the same thing uh, to boost infrastructure. Right. I mean, with with NEM three, there's going to be a a really um, complicated payback schedule, but at certain times of year, uh, customers in California are going to have access to really incredible um, compensation uh, rates for power that's sent out to the grid. But of course, those rates are highest in most cases when energy production from PV modules is going to be at their lowest. Right. That's that's a really great example. Another great example that comes to mind for me, and this is kind of a classic for those who've been in the industry for the for a while, is the the Hiko Zero export policy that was implemented in Hawaii several years ago that really drove battery adoption and and the, the size and volume of the battery market there after Hiko implemented their zero export requirements for any new solar installations was incredible to see from over here from the mainland. It, it, Honolulu became this fertile testing ground for battery manufacturers to really hone their craft and create a product that was capable of meeting the expectations that homeowners just innately have about what a product that's called a battery should be able to do for them, which is keep the lights on when, when there's not power coming into their house. 
Totally, Aaron. And, and, and with that, you know, that kind of fertile testing ground and these these new products and innovations, um, the solar industry is is specifically well positioned for you know transitioning that energy management. Right, with the we already have uh, means for production, monitoring, uh, control of the systems in, in a strategic export. You know, whether we're talking about time of use or or self consumption, um, and this puts our our solar professionals in a, a very a unique position uh, to, you know, to push storage into the market themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the best position, I would argue, to have that conversation with homeowners and, and feel confident knowing what they're talking about when subjects like return on investment, tax credits come up, right? We certainly can and should capitalize on our position in a homeowner's eyes as um, trusted energy advisors. And we're, we're really excited to be able to talk to Franklin a little bit more about that today. H have you have you uh, have you heard of Franklin before we started working with them, Jason? Or I, I did. I had I had caught a little bit of wind of them um, and, and looked them up. Very impressed with the product um, and, and very to very happy to be talking to them today and bringing them on board. And one of the things I heard them in was it was I think it was posted on on LinkedIn, but Solar Surge, uh, a YouTube channel, uh, was interviewing uh, Lynn Tran from Franklin Whole Home. Shout out um, to Joe Ordia. <laughs> yeah, it, and Lynn was uh, kind of talking about power management and that the industry is in a unique position for the homeowner to actually own their energy and, and energy in a free market and how that it's the dynamic has changed. And it was a really good, you know, short 15 minute uh, you know, YouTube video that had a lot of great information and insight. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that solar surge episode as well. And and I actually first started to hear about Franklin probably about a year ago, I would think. And my first impression, I'll just be honest, was wait a minute, this this product is a little bit too good to be true. Just because, um, you know, it was a product that was really well positioned to overcome so many of the issues that installers have experienced with, um, you know, some of the, the earlier to market energy storage solutions that are out there and the objections that a lot of homeowners have when it comes to, you know, the expense of installing a big battery in their house that's not actually going to keep the lights on when the power goes out. So I'm really, really excited to be talking to Justin Hopkins, who is Franklin WH's Director of Strategic Accounts. Franklin WH stands for Franklin Whole Home. Let's jump over to our conversation with him and find out why. All right, let's see what Justin has to say. All right, Justin, welcome to Solar Tech Talk. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited to have you and we're really excited to have Franklin on the shelf. I've been watching you guys kind of enter the market over the course of the last year in a really serious way. And I, I know that you have been at it for a little bit more than that. Tell us tell us how Franklin got started. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a really cool story. I think, you know, many of us in the solar industry got in um, for for reasons of just wanting to make things better. And I think Franklin Whole Home is no different as a, as a company. Uh, our founder, co-founders Gary Lamb and David Wang are both uh, you know, deep veterans of the power electronics business in general. And Gary had actually purchased a power wall for his home in New Jersey. And you know, he's one of, if you go to his house, there's just wires everywhere. And he's got things like stripped up and wired up like he's um, the guy from Back to the Future, right? And he's looking at his power wall and he just felt like, you know, I want it to do more. So he got another power wall and then 
he played with that and he tried to, you know, essentially break it, right? Like he wanted to see what was possible from a just, you know, critical load side of having a battery on the home. And it, he said, you know, his feeling was that he was just kind of underwhelmed um, with what the possibilities were and then what the actualities were. And I think uh, a big theme that we kind of all landed on early in my days coming to Franklin was, you know, reduced compromise creating a product that really gives the homeowner the experience of putting the grid in their back pocket and, you know, creating infrastructure for their home. So I think that was a real motivation behind the design, which was taking something that obviously was working well and just making it, you know, a little more special. Up in the ante, as they say. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny, right? I think, you know, battery technology all in all is pretty, it's a pretty simple, simple concept where it gets interesting is the energy management. And that's where, you know, Gary and team have really differentiated themselves on the power electronic side to create something that's both very analog and kind of just makes sense and simple, but then also using development and AI to, to make it smarter. You know, I think there's a lot of technology in the space right now that um, kind of works in this like UFO going to Mars sphere, right? They're really trying to push what's possible and we need that. But at the same time, that creates truck rolls and problems for installers. Either the install wasn't built the way it needed to be for that function to work, or the function is not uh, maybe a little half-baked. So with our sense, we've tried to go back to what we know works and just make it smarter. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Aaron, this product, you mentioned something that we've been at it for a while. Um, even though the product's really only been on the shelves and in the hands of people for maybe the last year, we have been developing this since uh, late 2018, early 2019. So there has been a lot of playing in the sandbox, a lot of really just fun exploration on the tech side. And I've been an installer, I've, I've been a dealer, I've, had my, I've been an integrator, I've worked on the software side. And my experience is that you know, the industry is often guinea pigs for the technology. So, so we really did our best to do our due diligence on the product before we brought it to market rather than use the market as our test subjects. Yeah, and you can really see that in in the way that the product is designed. There's there's just a, a very very simple architecture. Why don't you go ahead and describe that a bit for for the folks that are listening? Right, absolutely. So the Franklin whole home system is really it's it's pretty simple. It's two SKUs outside of a few accessories that make it more functional in different scenarios. So you know we have our A power, which is our battery, and our A gate, which is our controller. Um, the A gate actually replaces the service entrance as the main control for the home. So whereas a customer might have a main panel and that's kind of the brain for the home right now, the A gate really is a smart controller, whether it's solar or generator um, in the future when we see more bi-directional car charging options, right? More B to A should maybe we'll find the phrase B to B, which I look forward to coining hopefully sooner than later. It's very much a overbuilt on the hardware, um, the A-gate. So it's unique in the sense that people can really start the future electrification of their home. I think it's really uniquely designed for people that are either already have electric cars or are looking to add electric cars, but maybe their their service panel just doesn't have the capacity for it. You know, And so between these two products, the battery, which is an LFP battery, proprietary inverter inside, and then our control box, it's really actually a very simple system. And, and on top of like si simple component list, uh, you said simple installation. Have you, when, when, you know, you've worked with a lot of installers in the field, you know, getting this product out there, how many installers have, have you talked to that are, that were kind of not necessarily tired uh, of, of storage systems, but they've run into a ton of issues, you know, whether that was electronics or up updates, 
I guess, what has uh, Franklin done or what stories have you seen that are able to kind of bring some of those customers back into the fold? Man, we are a bunch of PTSD <laughs> warriors in the scarlet <laughs> like the scarlet scar can be seen. Yeah. yeah. Man, having done this for 15 years, I, I think more than anything, I carry a deep sympathy and appreciation for our installers. You know, this is an industry that has a tendency to say no a lot. And it's always coupled with an I'm sorry, you know, be patient, we'll get there. We've really focused on the service element at Franklin. And I think that is felt and it's very palpable with our installers, um, our devotion to their success. Uh, great info, Justin. What are some, I guess, uh, more specific examples when dealing with installers, easing those pain points that, that the Franklin product answers? That's a great question, Jason. I think largely, you know, the fact that the Franklin does come pre-built and prefabricated with the CTs, with the ATSs and a lot of the external hardware that normally goes on a job because that's already prefabbed. And they can spend more time focusing on the quality of the installation than trying to actually put the battery together. The availability of the product has been a big, a big feature for people. They are, you know, readily available across America and, and Baywa has been doing a great job of getting those on the shelves. So it's, I think that's a big, a big differentiator as well. And, and, and installers are happy to be using LFP and a high capacity battery. Oh, I was just going to ask if you'd be able to talk about any, any differentiators in, in scaling as well. Like, I, I mean, it's the the range that you guys have. Um, maybe touch on that just a little bit more. Yeah, Jason, that's huge. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up. That was actually really what drew me to Franklin. With any new product, scaling and being able to go into mass production is probably where you're going to feel the most pain. And we've been really, I think they've made some really intelligent decisions on their cell purchasing at Franklin. So they are doing a prismatic EV grade cell. It's a, and these are non-cylindrical. So it's the same cell that is going into most LFP cars. <laughs> so, which means they're being made on a mass scale, much more than most NMC cells, which are actually kind of difficult to source. They're not very renewable. So from a scaling side, not only is LFP more renewable and recyclable, but it's being made en masse for cars. And so with the cell that we chose and that we've kind of hitched our wagon to, so to speak, it's the same prismatic cells you're seeing in the new Tesla Model 3s. They're LFP. It's the same thing you're seeing in the Chevys and the Ford Lightnings. So we don't really have to worry about cycle warranties. It's extremely resilient. It's used to being discharged 10%, 20%, five times a day, right? So it's it's that's a big differentiator in our product. Yeah, and that scaling that you're describing is is definitely going to help make sure that the the price remains something that you know can be improved upon over time. I would imagine, right? There's going to be um, more production facilities, more adoption of those particular cells, and so you all will hopefully be the benefactors of some of those economies of scale as well, right? I mean. I remember buying Mitsubishi 165s for 4.99 a watt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, there's no question um, because we've chosen the product and the path that we're taking. That scaling and reduce of the product is a, a huge priority. Right? There's a revolution happening in terms of you know customers putting grids on their own houses and with batteries. And this is this is you're, it's going to require a very massive lift. We're going to all have to do it together. Right. And, and one of the things about the Franklin's uh, design is that it's actually capable of providing a, a home with that true microgrid. The A-gate can attach to how many A-powers was it? 
it's even weird for me to say sometimes, um, but 15 A powers per A gate. You can stack 15 batteries per A gate, but then also you can stack the batteries all the way up to 160 amps or 38.4 continuous output per A gate. Wow. So it's essentially small commercial, but um, for 240 volt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah, and it's I, I know that you have a little uh, a fun um, offering out on the table. I don't know if you want to repeat it here, but oh, <laughs> might as well plug it, right? I, I mean, I've been, I, it's, yeah, put this out to the masses. Why not? I'm going to get all sorts of claims and like we're going to see like, <laughs> cardboard Franklin installs. Like, hey, you got to be first, though. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and I have been telling our partners that the first person to sell a 15 battery system gets to stay at our house in Kauai for a week. Oh man, so, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on there. And I, I I've had some we've had some close calls. I know so I think 11's the record so far. That's that's really cool. And it's and it's just so exciting that there's that option, right? To scale up to that size to basically, you know, hit the max of what your normal, your average 200 amp panel can take, right? Right, right. It will it's you know for hours. It's pretty exciting when you think about what we can provide to the grid and stability of future homes, you know, it just, the utilities aren't going to keep up. It's not going to happen. I think, you know, if, if you have it by now, you will be part of like a transformer blowing and those neutralize, you know, those neutralizers stop working and all of a sudden your appliances are smoking, right? These are the kind of things that we can do to prevent all those appliances. Like this infrastructure is set up not only to provide backup and provide, you know, money savings programs and et cetera, it's actually a safety mechanism for your home. People don't realize that. And the power electronics in the A-gate are sophisticated enough to detect voltage, bad voltage from the grid, right? And, and, and act upon it as such. Yeah, no, that's very interesting. I, I actually am out in California where we just recently had storms a little before we were recording this. And um, as a part of that last night, for the first time, I actually experienced a, a, a true brownout where you know the voltage coming to our house was just insufficient to actually operate things normally and so we had lights half lit all over the house it was it was pretty interesting to see yeah, yeah. and that could be really so you know I've, i spent a lot of my time before getting into solar as a musician and i'll never forget i had everything hooked up into a surge protector and when that voltage slipped you know the the neve console and all the all the preamps and everything is built in the surge protector caught that surge but the surge protector blew up it lit on fire so oh my god <laughs> it's like what is happening um so and the and the remember the the southern california edison inspector that came that day with the fire department said ah these things are really old it's, it was bound to happen wow with the need for the homeowner no longer like no longer needing to compromise on their power system what's franklin doing to kind of offer the same thing to our installers and businesses our installation businesses this is a really overbuilt product whether it's avoiding main panel upgrades to being able to give your customer a complete control of what they what their choices are, right? Not every customer has the budget for a whole home back, backup. Um, you're going to have people that are going to have some backed up and non-backed up. That's an option with Franklin. Um, you know, we have smart circuits equipped in the battery that's an optional part, and that can become what I like to refer to as a non-critical load. So there's, you know, the ability to move uh, the new electric car that might come in the future. Customers getting in in a year. That meter spot can hold up the project four to six months to get that electrical upgrade. So uh, across across the board, what we've really tried to do is just create a paint by numbers solution picture for installers. Whether it's having accessories that'll 
allow the system to operate off-grid with PV load side support, even though they have too much solar, you know, for the budget by the customer. We, I really believe we've stepped everything up very incrementally from the most basic of systems to really advanced complex systems, maybe using multiple span panels. You know, we've, we've made it really easy to design this and meet customers' needs for what they're asking for. Because when they tell you they want something, it's not a good time to turn to them and tell them what they get. <laughs> And yeah, you just mentioned uh, like uh, oversized arrays um, and not to be too product specific, but but I do believe you guys have a, a part, an optional part that can help with oversized arrays or, or long array runs as well. It's it's really cool. So I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. You know, this is I, like I said, we're, we're kids playing in the sandbox here, too. We're innovating and we take it very seriously. But our the our team back at HQ developed a thing called the AP box. And that's essentially an external relay, CT, um, combiner of sorts. If you have a solar edge, say a customer has a pre-existing solar edge system, and then they add end phase in you know, 2022, and then they, um, you know, they're trying to bring these two things in. If they're able to just combine that into the battery, great, right? It'll work right into the A-gate. But maybe those panels are 400 feet away from the house, or maybe you've got nine kilowatt of solar, and you've only got one battery that runs at five kilowatt. We need to be able to shut off four kilowatt and relay that system down so that you can still have PV support when the grid is down, as well as the battery, right? It essentially doubles your output, your continuous output. So the AP box does a number of things, but what it will do is make designing these systems textbook. So it doesn't matter, eight kilowatt, 12 kilowatt, one battery, two batteries, it's gonna, it's gonna act as sort of the um, gatekeeper to bad design. <laughs> so I, I heard you hint there, Justin, something that really excites me about the Franklin WH solution. Let's talk a little bit more about main panel upgrade avoidance and how that works. What, what goes into it? What accessories are required? You know, what's, what's going on? Because that's a really cool feature that I think everyone needs to know about. Right. I mean, well, and if if you if you're an installer, the main panel upgrades are typically the bane of your existence, right? It's oh yeah, uh, it's it's not a soft pain point. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the advantages uh, for us, right, is our we have the additional bus rating of 280 amps, and the A gate allows up to 160 amps of generation input, right? So PV batteries that can be controlled and selectively routed upstream via our PCS controls. So whole home backup of 200 panel that's already maxed out with 40 amp of PV breaker can now be routed to the load side of the A gate. And then additional load side generation sources like PV or battery can be added behind the utility meter without actually upgrading service or the service panel by using these features. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've had some wonderful mentors, Aaron, um, and people in the industry that have really taken to Franklin like Bill Brooks and his, you know, having somebody who literally wrote the NEC <laughs> code advising you is 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 really allowed us to do some pretty cool things yeah and of course uh i i rumor has it that when he did his install he couldn't do it just the normal way right he had to uh <laughs> he installed them in direct sunlight in vacaville at like a 160 foot run on a 2004 sma oh, um, but it worked and bill is a, is a big fan of franklin so much so that his son actually came to work with us in northern california he's one of the best technicians we have in the field oh, wow. 
getting getting intergenerational fandom here from, from some of the solar <laughs> grades. That's pretty cool. And you know, just to be fair, like it just sounds like Bill Brooks is taking the same attitude as Gary Lamb took to his power wall, <laughs> just putting it to the test, trying to yeah. trying to figure out what the limits are. So that's uh that's that's not surprising at all. <laughs> and we got that a lot from our development partners, right? Like when we gave them the battery, they one guy looked at me and goes, you know, I'm going to try to break this, right? <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, go for it. And what they found, he said, you know what? We actually surged higher than 10 at times. Wow. Um, so there might be some secret little like goose eggs that, you know, you guys can go Easter eggs, you guys can go hunting for in the near future. You know, we've built the hardware so that it's not really hardware improvements to change the product. It's going to come from the software side. Yeah. One of the things that, I mean, it's, it's both hardware and software um, that, that play a role in it. But one of the other things that really caught my eye was the Franklin's ability to overcome black starting. What goes into that? And Well, you know what it, what it is, Aaron? It's called under-promising and over-delivering. It's, it's, it's not a hard thing, right? Like, what a concept. Um, most people are buying a, how can I say this? Like they're purchasing a nameplate rating, but they're actually only getting access to X amount of power, right? Typically it's around 85 to, to 90% of whatever they were sold. So they're, they're cycling that through. And, and then when they do allow them is much more than 90%, then the battery is just non-functional once it's drained, right? Because what a lot of people don't understand is inverters require grid power to run. If you don't have grid power present, the inverter is going to require some power source just to turn on, right? Yep. So it's not the other way around. Um, and I think there's a lot of confusion in the market. Like guys think, oh, the solar system turns on my battery. No, battery sir. turns on their solar system. So yeah. we actually give a 15 kilowatt hour battery to the customer, but we're selling them a 13.6. So wow. the customer gets 100% depth of discharge on that 13.6 and that you know roughly 1.4, 1.39 kilowatt hour of reserve power is used to start the solar system in a multi-day outage. You can actually use that bank for, I think, up to like three days of no grid connection or ability to power the battery. So think if your solar system, you drain your battery, your solar charges it back up, and then you forget to turn off your AC on your smart controls. And then next thing you know, they drain it again a second time for whatever reason you forgot. It's still going to do it again the next day. It's still going to work. So this is unique. And this costs, I know this costs installers a lot of money doing truck rolls to go charge these batteries. Yeah, it's, it, it's extremely over, difficult to overcome a battery that's been drained past the point of no return, right? You can literally break it and have to deal with shipping it back to the manufacturer or some other really difficult process. Yeah. Or walking around with a generator or like a 12 foot battery trying to yeah. sit there and wait for three hours. So it gets just enough charge that you can fire it back up and connect it to the grid. It's, you know, that's one of the cool things. Franklin, I think we have like a year shelf life. So like once we ship it, it can sit there for a year and not be used and still is going to have about, you know, 10, 15% of the battery. Yeah. And, and uh, Justin, after talking about, you know, some of the different accessories you guys have, some of these uh, great features, could you expand a little bit more on the the smart circuit integration into the the a gate yeah absolutely i think this is one of our coolest features and it's very unique to franklin you know we often get compared to different products right so we're like high capacity kind of like power wall you've got the really resilient lfp chemistry and islanding ability similar to end phase then we also have this unique kind of secret sauce which is our smart circuits um, and that's kind of like a span panel for dummies the easiest way I can explain it. Um, I'm a big fan of span. I can't wait to put one on my new house, but the, I'm also like, if I gave that to my grandma, she wouldn't be able to turn the lights back on. <laughs> so 
you know, I'm not trying to put grandma in a Ferrari and send her down the street. We get her a golf cart with fuzzy steering wheel. So our smart circuits are essentially very easy controls where you can control your appliances from your app. I have a lady off-grid in Hawaii who actually uses it to turn the hot water off on her teenagers. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. like maybe you want to run your AC, uh, but you don't know if you have enough power. The sun's not shining, so you don't have that PV load side support and you only have one battery and you really need to do laundry. You know, if you've got two batteries, you really need to do laundry. You got to kind of pick and choose. You can try it. If it doesn't work, it's going to shed that circuit and that the, the rest of the home is going to continue to function. This is, again, that going back to reduced compromise. The smart circuits are there to help customers manage their energy better. And we don't need to give them 40 circuits. They just need the big ones that typically drain their battery. There are, there are essentially three smart circuits in the A-gate. You have a 240-volt 80 amp, which is capable of housing two level two chargers. And then you also have a 120-volt 50 amp smart circuit that can be combined to a 240. Um, that, that way, you know, like a pool pump or an AC, you could split those onto that 50 amp circuit. Or you, like I said, you could combine them and build a little, you know, um, non-critical load that the mm -hmm. customer can turn off several different appliances uh, if they don't have load side support or don't want to drain their battery. Very cool. And we talked a lot about, again, the, you know, the, the many features, but are, what are some, some objections that you've gotten potentially from the field for, for this product? So thanks for bringing that up, Jason. You know, nothing's perfect. Uh, I, I like to think that Franklin has been designed as close to perfection as it can be, but we do take a lot of developmental notes from our partners and we're listening every day to develop. And one of the things that we've noticed from people is that they do report the battery is very heavy. It's 400 pounds. Um, this is not something you build on site, like an Enphase battery or Generac, um, where you can just kind of put everything in. It's coming prefabricated. So while it is difficult to move, it's a very low level of education type of thing. You, you don't need to, to send your top electrician to try to move the battery up against the wall, right? So the advantage of it is because all that work's already been done, we, as I think Vincent was the one who said it, Vincent Ambrose, our uh, CCO, he goes, it's only heavy once. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you got, you know, Escalar lifts, there's different, there's different ways to maneuver it, hand crank lifts. Some guys are using a hand dolly when they're just wall mounting it, you know, kind of lift it up and then drop it in over the rack. We provide all the tools, including Cat5 cable, to make it as easy as possible. But remember, you don't have to build it on site. Sacrificing time you know, of construction versus uh, ease of labor is kind of, it's neither here nor there. I think it's a wash. Um, the people, they, they complain about it a few times and, and they're never going to stop complaining about it because <laughs> nobody wants to lift 400 pounds. So we'll, we'll do what we can to make it more modular. But right now, the battery is waterproof. So in Florida, when the battery was sitting in 28 inches of standing water for 18 hours, um, it actually worked a couple of days later wow. when he turned it back on. Not, so, not recommended uh, for right. what, what's what's the old saying? Do not do not do not try this at home. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I mean, listen. If you live in a hurricane area, you want to know that whatever battery you're putting in your home is waterproof. Yeah, and absolutely. Construct quality of construction is key. So again, we're trying to eliminate as much user error, installer error as possible on behalf of both the customer and the installer. Yeah. And you guys have done a lot of work to make sure that the installer training program is robust in a way that I think is 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 pretty interesting and unique in some in some areas, right? Um so let's talk about if if someone listening is is sold, they want to start offering Franklin to their customers. How are they going to be able to get started? How do they become a certified Franklin installer? What are the steps? What are the next steps? 
the the certification process is really simple. Go to franklinwh.com, apply, or go to franklinwh.com and click the contact us button. There you can fill out a form to be a, a certified installer. Takes about three to four minutes, after which within a couple of days, we will send you portal access to your fleet view and the training on the technical side. So anybody that's commissioning a Franklin system needs to be technically certified. It's a nine module training, takes about three hours. But once they get certified, they're eligible to participate in our super cool promotion. Yeah, yeah. So what's up with that? <laughs> super cool promotions are awesome, right? Uh, it's it's a buy two, get one A power free. So if you install a two, power, two A power system as an installer, we'll actually provide a credit to your distributor for your next battery at no cost. Very exciting. It does have to be commissioned and it's for your only for your first system, right? Just like the Hawaii trip. It's got to be your first, got to be your first one. But yeah, once once that's completed, uh, I, we've just noticed installers really love it. And it gives them an opportunity to either A, provide more value to a customer, run a sweepstakes, use it for marketing, um, use it for testing and training. It's been, it's been a really cool pr promotion. We did it last year and we're going to run it again through June, June 31st or 30th, whatever day that month ends. Look like you're itching to jump in with a question there. Oh, my my brain kind of went to, Justin had told a story about a kind of an off-grid solution where they couldn't actually get power out to the site um, and kind of building, it was a containerized, you know, had a, had an A power, A gate in there with solar on the roof. And, and my brain immediately jumped to this promo and being like, you, you can build your own off-grid portable powerhouse for your crew. That was kind of where my brain went when he he mentioned that promo. That's all. A little off-grid recording studio for you, Jason, right? I, I, I take it, yeah. Container in the backyard with, line it up. No, I mean, that is fun. I'm so glad you brought up that system. That is my favorite system that we have in our entire fleet. It, it's a cool story, right? They couldn't get power to the property of this new development. And the guy was building a you know $4 million, 6,300 square foot home. Uh, so the builders actually purchased two A-powers, uh, put solar panels on top of a container, ran it completely off-grid, ran buzz saws, table saws, drills, uh, rebar bender, compressor, and actually built a 6,300 square foot home, luxury home, off-grid completely. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's so it was great for us, right? That's a lot of data and sine waves and different things that we were able to get into our software and opens really opened the glass ceiling as far as development for us and being able to accommodate things. I know that the, the R&D guys love to put like power tools on things that you can run on the battery because they're like, we can actually do this now. So it didn't work at first. It took it took some time in development, but yeah. Justin, you've we've mentioned a lot of perks, benefits of the product, you know, as it is currently. Um, but what's on the roadmap for Franklin Whole Home? You know, this the industry is changing a lot for storage. Um, demand response is becoming part of the conversation more and more every day. Virtual power plants and um, you know different programs from utilities uh, where you can sell back the power or provide you know essentially infrastructure support to the grid during high demand periods, there's a lot of value in that. At Franklin, we do not compete in the VPP space against our installers, right? So there's a lot of batteries out there that are out trying to get enrolled in those programs themselves. Um, we are simply providing the hardware. And we really believe that we're, uh, I see installers, especially the high volume installers, becoming aggregators over the next couple of years, right? And managing these assets. The VPP has potential for these homeowners to maybe they get some rebates in year one, but in year nine, a new program comes out where they, by discharging their battery to the grid, they can get another benefit, right? We're not competing for that um, capital against our partners. It, rather, we're supporting it with hardware 
and saying, go do this, right? This is your, this is your empire to build, not ours. So I think as a, you know, as the market matures and this becomes much more relevant on the decision-making for what products installers use, um, I think we're positioned really nicely. That's great, Justin. And I just wanted to say thanks for, for all the information on, on Franklin Whole Home, all the nitty gritty details, uh, great stories that you threw in there as well. We, we really look forward to you know, having you back on the show in the future and seeing what you guys do uh, in the industry. Thank you. Anytime. This was fun. I, I definitely learned some new things about the Franklin WH system. Uh, Jason, Jason, was there any anything that stuck with you? I mean, right off the bat, you know, you said we wanted to know what the that whole home or the WH stood for, and, and I think Justin nailed it. You know, whole home it means literally managing your whole home's power system, and I really like the the continued concept around no compromise. Um, it's it's easy for the homeowner to understand. It's very versatile as far as what it will match up with, whether it's inverters or generators. And uh, on on top of that, it's it's also very easy to add to a line card. You know, if for your sales team, just because it is simplified, even though while simplified in parts, uh, it's very robust in what it can do. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, folks don't have to feel like they're having a really complicated conversation with homeowners saying like, well, the battery can't quite do that. You know, as long as the battery is sized correctly, the product is designed to be super robust and just make it so that folks don't need to compromise. That's awesome. So for, for everyone that's ready to learn more about Franklin WH, or maybe even ask Franklin WH some of your own questions, try to try to come on and stump them. We're having a webinar that's open for all installers in the United States. Uh, you can join us on April 13th and check out the show notes to find out more. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Justin uh, for joining the show, all the great information on Franklin um, and their storage product. And, and just let you guys know, we'll keep track of Franklin's progress as well as uh, other storage solutions in the industry. Yeah, and to, and to that end, we're actually going to be releasing an updated version of our energy storage comparison chart. Um, our energy storage comparison chart is a really easy to use resource that compares the different energy storage products that are on Baywa's line card. And so we're excited to be bringing a new version of that to the market that includes manufacturing partners like Duracell, like Franklin that we've only brought on more recently, but that we're very excited about. So just stay tuned for that. Great. And, and with that, thanks for listening and we'll see everybody next time. Adios. Mm -hmm.